When placing Transformers on your toy shelf, two shall stand, one shall fall. You're listening to Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 236, for the week of Wednesday the 31st of August 2016. I'm Eddie, and with me tonight are... Justin. And John. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toy of the Week is the Mattel Thundercats Classics Wily Kit and Wily Cat box set, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the Sideshow Collectibles Wolverine Premium Format Statue. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Action Figure Blues. Uh, how are we all doing today? Not too bad at all. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, but same. Huh. <laughs> all right, I want to find out about John's rare. How, what's a rare day like? Oh, I don't know about today. I just got up. Um, I actually uh, had problems with my work computer this week. I managed to uh, burn up a motherboard on a computer that was less than a month old. Oh. So I was a couple of days without my, my new laptop and it's one of those things where they tell you, well, I'll always back everything up to the network and you know, you never do. So I had stuff yeah. on my desktop and I had been working on offline and of course that was stuff I needed, you know, <laughs> so I had to recreate a few things for a few days. Was this, um, was this a uh, work property that you, that you're working on? Um, yeah. Okay. So it's whenever I'm, have something that I need to be cautious about saving. I tend to find like the first couple of times I do stuff, I am saving it. And then the more and more I do it, the less frequent I actually get about saving and doing that. And you throw things to the wings and that's often when it goes wrong for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, used to, well, you know, especially with a one month old laptop, you don't think, Oh, I don't, you know, I shouldn't have any problems. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, I was so, getting worried because I'd just gotten all the links and everything the way I wanted it. So, <laughs> <laughs> very good. And Justin, what about you? How are you doing this week? Well, I was doing pretty good till I played uh, touch football today, and I happened to run around a couple of people, which is not really common these days. And as I ran past, the comment was, "He runs pretty fast for a big guy." Now, <laughs> I don't know to take that as a compliment or something else. Because I don't believe myself to be fat, but maybe, maybe it's happening. Maybe I'm starting to get a middle-aged spread. So I was a bit cautious, a bit uh, bewildered by that comment today. Yeah. So maybe, maybe yeah, they're high. Maybe. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> just going back to John's uh, work property. So I worked for a government department, and we'd had uh, three months of training, and it was basically one of these uh, departments we had to be on the road uh, checking stuff. So we had to um, log vehicles in and out, 
as well as mobile phones and GPS systems. So I do all that. I leave the car park. I turn left at two sets of lights and proceeded to end up in a three-car pileup. Um, oh, wow. My car was in the middle. Um, because I work for this government department, everyone looked at me like I was meant to control the situation. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was sweating bullets because it had been like – been out of the workplace for about 15 minutes and uh, had to ring them and say, yes, I've been involved in a car accident. Then I had to go to Canberra to see if it could be approved and blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that's one of my biggest fears when I, when I leave the building with it is, you know, somebody will swipe it. For sure. They just don't trust me with anything at work, so... <laughs> Actually, that's the weird thing. Like, I little stuff I can have trouble getting, and then at my work because I deal with uh, some very valuable property, every now and then I'll be handed the keys to something or have access to something that's worth hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of dollars, <laughs> and that just goes through. But yeah, trying to get like a work phone or something, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, you don't really need to use that or run that through or have to sign out like a um, laptop or iPad for something can fill in so many forms to get it, but I can just walk across and get a key for a uh, very costly uh, artifact, which is kind of weird. Well, they trust you. Yeah. (laughs) Sort of. Well, yeah, I've convinced them to trust me. Maybe it's stuff that you can actually drop that you don't trust you with. Yeah, that could be uh, quite true. Actually. Does it fit in his pocket? No, don't let him have it. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there, there's a lot of truth to that. I've probably gone through a couple of grand in walkie-talkies uh, from dropping those things. Which are not meant to be dropped. No. Apparently. Yeah. Yes. What else have you been up to this week, Eddie? Uh, I've had a bit of a weird uh, day. So I uh, got a message from my father. He's... Uh, currently on holidays in your country, John. He's uh, traveling the States. And he's gone and apparently got himself stuck in Florida there where a hurricane is coming. Uh, So he's um, been messaging me uh, back and forth, just letting me know that he's okay. Um, The hurricane's still somewhere in the Bahamas or whatever, so I don't even know if he's seen rain there yet but he's uh, barricaded himself in his hotel room and um battering down the hatches and uh it, it should be interesting it's meant to actually hit land as we record this uh tomorrow morning uh so we'll uh see how he goes on that i've been following it myself and it seems like it's okay i don't think there's going to be too too bad yeah. damage for where he is and that but it's uh Something for the part of Australia we're in, we really don't get anything like that. So uh, he's in for a holiday experience. He'll come back with a story, that's for sure. We had a tornado touchdown in Fort Wayne here earlier this week. Oh, yeah. So that's something else yeah. we don't really need to no. worry about. Like we get, we call them whirly winds, which are like tiny tornado things that all creep up every now and then. But um, yeah, they. I think there's only been a handful in recorded history here in Australia. Oh, wow. Yeah, actually, one of our uh, good listeners, Patrick G., he uh, uh, messaged me and said, hey, are you okay? And we've been watching Netflix, so 
we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good sign. I have other uh, people in the area were okay. Yeah. So it sounded like everybody was okay. So, yeah. yeah. My family didn't message me, but that's okay. That's all right. I'm not, not bitter. Is <laughs> <laughs> it done? Uh, well, if no one else has uh, anything to add to this week's familiar news, uh, we'll move on with some articulated news. Injustice makes him boil. Evil makes him burn. And then Danny Ketch becomes the Ghost Rider. Flame Glow Ghost Rider, Blaze and Vengeance ride in the name of justice. Fire gun, they destroy scum like Zarathos and Skinner. If evil makes you burn, ride with new flame, go Ghost Rider, defender of the innocent. Cycles come with figures, other figures sold separately. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service, but these are just the stories that relate to things that we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. Uh, so, Justin, you have our first bit of news, so over to you. I do. So, hot on the heels of the announcement of uh, Angela becoming a Marvel Legends for next year, we are now getting a Angela in the premium format from Sideshow Collectibles. Uh, so, this is the... Angela, like this uniform, uh, sorry, this costume's a bit different. Not enough flesh for my liking, I must admit. Uh, I was just going to say that. They they changed this. They did. So uh, everything you expect in this format, nine and a half uh, inches. You know, the weight there as well. We've got seven kilos for Australian uh, listeners. Um, The price tag is going to set you back $499.99 US, available May, July. Next year, um, the base, we have a, a sculpted base as well, which is pretty snazzy, uh, flowing drapery. I can't really tell from the pictures about that, and I'm trying to look through the description here, but it, it appeared that the mixed media to the, to the what would you call that, the undercape? <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah, I'm so, sure there's some medieval name for it, but basically yeah, her, like we need skirt bear. area, yeah. <laughs> skirt that doesn't. Cover the legs, just the... Yeah, a, a nappy skirt thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I haven't seen Angel in this, uh, this costume, like I mentioned before, so I don't know. I'm I, sure. I've read, like, most of her Guardians appearances. Mm. I haven't read her, like, solo um, as Guardian series, which is what they've made her out to be in the Marvel comics, so I don't know if maybe it's a costume she wore there, but I actually don't remember seeing her in any of this sort of teal blue color sections uh, and the the strapping appears almost to be like a celtic uh design it's, it's yeah. yeah it's a bit of a mish mash it's um i uh, I, I only know her from spawn too so this mm. is not looking like that character for sure yeah i know they had to redesign her and like obviously she can't have the spawn symbol earrings and that uh anymore but um, it's been it's yeah a bit of an odd odd design. It could be very accurate to like her. Um, I think her miniseries in Secret Wars was sixteen oh two, so it could be the outfit from that. But um, I'll be interested to see now that we're starting to get Angela merchandise. Will it 
sells slightly more because you'll have spawn collectors also looking to pick it up potentially or what? But uh, I have the spawn people are going to want this one. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit of an odd one, but she's definitely getting uh, the collector attention, even though they really haven't used her that much for such a big announcement for the comics. Yeah, it seems to be weird, like a sort of almost like an Angela bandwagon. Uh, I, I saw when the uh, Marvel Legend one was uh, announced. We know it's been on the drawing board for ages, but people were ecstatic that uh, that figure was coming out. And, you know, I'm saying, well, where's Sif? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's the crossover thing that's doing it for people. Yeah. Who would know? All right. Well, I'll move on to the next bit of news. So we're getting a Michelangelo figure, uh, statue rather, from Sideshow Collectible. So this follows up from the Leonardo statue. Reading through the description here, so the base is going to be able to interconnect with the Leonardo statue. The base appears to be like a sewer drainage pipes. Um, once again, the height we have, this is 12 inches, uh, weighing just under 4 kilos. The price, 349 US, available June August next year. Um, yeah, so he's also holding the um, nunchuckers. This would all almost appear to be a, a sculpting, a sculptor inspired design. Uh, Leonardo's got a few extra bits, and the the skin is that scaled skin, so it's more looks almost like a cross between the the movie and the cartoon sort of thing. So um, it, it doesn't look bad, but um, you know. I'm about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle out at the moment, so I'm sure people will be <laughs> waiting for this to add. Uh, you need him, don't you? <laughs> and the well, other two. Yeah, if there's a Angela bandwagon, the Turtles, yeah. uh, it feels like it's the late 80s all over again. It does, and Anna. I believe somewhere there is a Spawn, Angela, and Turtle crossover comic somewhere that does exist somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were making the rounds through Image there for a while. But mm. I do like this guy more than the Leonardo one. He seems less creepy in the sort of jaw area. Yeah, and the face does. It looks like I could save you or eat your brain. So <laughs> yeah, he's he's, a bit weird on this one. I thought. Yeah, he's got the zombie eyes with no like pupils in there, but they've detailed the green parts around it. Yeah, there's. It's just. I don't know. It's weird. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if I'm digging what they're doing with the turtles and these statues, to be honest. Yeah, not really a party dude, is he? No, none of them. But even just kind of, I feel like they kind of want the best of both worlds. They're going for really detailed designs, but still going with the more cartoony shape and teeth and eyes, and hmm. it's just not working well. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting creeped out more by more and more for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like something under your bed or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll get us out of here then. Uh, got a fair bit of news to cover next. It's the DC Collectible solicitation for items arriving in stores March 2017. So we're doing this about, what, six months beforehand? And I'll just do a basic breakdown of everything here. So first of all, action figure-wise, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Expressions Pack. Uh, so basically getting... What have we got there? One, two, three, four, five, six different faces. Um, it says in the little description here is Batman angry, determined, confused, you decide. So swap out heads. Uh, there's a few other things as well. Baseball bat, knife, some weapons, different hands. Uh, price is 50 US. So this will just basically be a animated series deluxe pack 
uh, with all the add-ons, two extra capes as well. Uh, two extra capes as well. Um, not too bad. Uh, six inches high on sale March of next year. Any thoughts or anything, guys? Before I get into the next little bit, I I love this guy. Yeah, I I have the basic one, but I might be tempted to pick this up because that shocked Batman face <laughs> is just spot on that animated series. Yeah, and also I think even if you didn't call line, you could at least get this Batman. Um, yeah. To put on the show. How different is this Batman from the regular one? Doesn't seem to be too different at all in terms of the actual buck and that it's just all the accessory pieces uh, that he comes with. So, you know, if you had to buy a Batmobile. And <laughs> uh, well, see, Batman for it. Yeah. Uh, he could be, but then they're also doing one that will have the cloth capes that will sit easier well. in it. Because I think the one at the moment, you got to take the cape off to yeah. get him in properly. But you could probably do that with this one. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a nice figure. Yeah. Hmm. Keeping in that uh, wheelhouse, Batman animated series, uh, we've got New Adventures, Catwoman and Riddler. Uh, so based on the designs, once again, interchangeable hands, uh, whip and pet accessories for Catwoman. Uh, the Riddler comes a with a interchangeable hands, question mark, cane, and a display base as well. So these are... The stock standard figures, and they'll be $28 uh, US each on sale of March next year. So, once again, not too bad. Obviously, we know where they come from. The property can't be mistaken, the design and the sculpting. Mm. It's all pretty. Uh, I think this is some of the first ones. I'm sure there's been a couple, but um, at least particularly with Batman. But these are some of the first villains they're starting to double dip with. But they've done both the original animated style and then these guys being the new animated style. Right. So we'll probably start to see more of that coming down the line. Hmm. Not too bad. Uh, and then moving on, we have Harley Quinn, uh, red, white, and black statue. More classic inspired here. Uh, it says uh, designed by Jim Lee. So the uh, statue basically says here from the pages of Batman Hush, uh, limited edition, 5,000 uh, 5, pieces, just under seven inches tall, $80 US on sale March. Um hmm. And yeah, it, it's definitely old school Harley, which is refreshing to see. Yeah. It's not uh, Tomcat Harley. <laughs> and well, is this going to be like by the title, red, white, and black? Is it going to be a like in like the Batman black and white? And yeah, there's oh, a yeah. series of still, these. Yeah. I think we saw those at Toy Fair, like a, yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah, the um something a bit off on the left leg on the picture. Yeah, it doesn't. It's a bit of a twist there that doesn't happen normally in human form. But, uh, well, my leg moves like that all the time. <laughs> See a <you>, doctor. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Starfire statue. It looks like she's actually covered up a bit in this one. So, Yeah, is that a trend we're seeing in this news? Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, designed by Amanda Connor. We have... Uh, we got his uh, Starfire in the latest DC designer statue line. Uh, once again, limited edition to five thousand, just under thirteen inches tall. So this would be one hundred thirty US on Sarge, and it's Starfire with a bit of a groovy, funky costume. Eddie, do you know anything further about this costume? What's a new? Uh, this is the new, like later end of the new Fifty Two, which was a series by Amanda Connor and uh, her partner uh, Jimmy Palmiati. Right. Uh, chaired the writing ones and wasn't exactly long lived, so I'm kind of surprised it's getting merchandise mm. uh, off it. Unfortunately for me, Starfire will always be relegated to the um, 
new Teen Titans cartoon that I watched <laughs> with my son. I can't really get past that. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> uh, and this actually looks very good. So DC Bombshells, the Flash, Jesse Quick statue. Uh, once, uh, it's designed by Aunt Lucia, uh, sculpted by Tim Miller and Karen Palinko. Uh, so it's basically, uh, Jesse Quick as a roller diner waitress. Um, she has a milkshake on a tray, which is very well sculpted. <laughs> her roller, uh, skates, I was about to say blades then, roller skates over her, uh, her shoulder with a, with a little wink, uh, limited edition of 5,000. Just, uh, what do we got here? Ten and a half inches tall, 125 US on sale in March of next year. Uh, this is a very, very well done statue. Yeah, I like, I like this one. Mm, me too. This is one of those great ones with, uh, bombshells too, where you could put this on your shelf and people wouldn't even know it's a superhero statue mm. sitting there, which is, I think, when bombs really helps. Yeah. It, uh, reminds me very much of Happy Days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, moving right along. DC cover girls, Hawkeye, uh, sorry, Hawk girls at you. Um, this would have to be a modern interpretation as well, wouldn't it? New 52 stylized Hawk girl. Um, limited to 5,000, 10 inches tall, $100 US on sale March of next year. So, I don't know. What, any thoughts? <laughs> it's, it's Hawk girl. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's nothing. Mm. Super, like, I mean, they always seem to do amazing work with the wings and all that on mm. the Hawk characters, but I just think apart that, from that, yeah, yeah, they're just not that visually interesting. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. If this is a, a flying Hawk girl, it would have been much more, you know, mm. dynamic, sort of very static. Um, well, almost those, still. those they always are on the same base, although they've done some different water bases and stuff for those, haven't they? Mm. So I'm going to talk about some plush figures now, I think. Um, DC Super Pets, Bat Cow, Crackers and Giggles plush figures. Um, I I love the Bat Cow. Um, um, I could leave it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I have no reference for this. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of my all-time favorite moments in comics is uh, the Damien Wayne Robin uh decides he wants to become a vegetarian after a fight in a slaughterhouse and he gets Bruce to adopt the cow that's in there and the cow has sort of a bat-shaped marking of fur over his eyes and that becomes Bat-Cow that hangs around in the uh, Bat-Cave and in spoilers for the end of Grant Morrison's run, when Damien gets killed and dies, there's just a, a silent page of um, Batman stroking the Bat-Cow uh, there in the cave and giving him a pat and starting a breakdown, which is just like heartbreaking. One of the few times I've cried while reading comics. So, Damn. Uh, so I kind of like cow. it now. Yeah, that <laughs> cow has a special spot. But, um, and this is just based on, uh, the Art Franco artwork for the back cow they did for the, um, like Toonie Animal series, but he's given him black spots, whereas the back cow in the comic has brown spots. So, nerdy nitpick there, but it's not. The toy designer's faults. Mm. Do you think there's enough people that will know that to want this? I'm not too sure. Like Grant Morrison, one of the bigger comic writers, and that around, and the Bat Cow was 
a rememberable part of his run. But yeah, I don't know, general public wise, how much will be there. But a lot of these animals, I mean, they had the um, kangaroo for Wonder Woman, which was a very odd uh, reference uh, to some obscure of her comics and that. So uh, they're definitely going deep with some of the animals they've done. Hmm. Well, if there's interest. And it's a bat character. Bat characters yeah. always. And Crackers and Giggles are Harley Quinn's pets, I think. Yep. $15 for the two figure set. Yeah. What's with their noses? Yeah. They're weird. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah. Okay. We'll give you that. <laughs> we'll give and you that, that is me for news. That, I'll finish on Bad Cow. That <laughs> brings us back to me and... We are first seeing an 18-inch alien space jockey diorama piece from NECA Toys. So I assume this is meant to go with your figures. You know, if you have the astronaut figures from Alien, uh, this would go with them. You know, if you want to, if you're not familiar, the space jockey is the big alien in the gun control panel thing that they come across. And uh, when they first find the derelict alien ship. So pretty nice looking piece. Um so, that we're seeing very well sculpted. prototype, um, not the full piece. Uh, I don't think we have any availability or um, price information yet. But Since they had it on Big Bad for three hundred. I say that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean it's a massive piece when you consider it scales in with their eight inch. Yeah, and and they actually have pictures of it with three figures standing on top of it. So uh, mm. it's it's. Pretty massive. Wow. It'll be, uh, yeah, taking up a bit of display. I mean, if you're when I first looked at the, sorry, John. Go ahead. When I first looked at it, I thought they were the uh, reaction figures. Oh. So it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 18 inches uh, long as it is tall. So it's yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, it's a big one. I, um, I really like it, but I just don't know how I would display this on a shelf. It yeah. would be be a centerpiece for your alien collection that's for sure i mean even if you weren't collecting the figures this could be something you would want you know just because of the chip yeah uh, you know memorable piece from that movie so i'll be interested to see since they're doing it in the uh phone rub foam rubber material yeah what would you call that stuff that's what it is that's um had, you know how that often has that quite present seam around the side where mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. molds hit be interested to see how they deal with that uh, being a collector's item, but uh, I, I do kind of like the idea of doing bigger pieces out of cheap material that they can do in ways like this, like not necessarily needing to load it with um, function pieces and lights and not make it a material that's going to be super heavy to post for a large yeah. item. It could be an uh, interesting way for collectibles to go in the future. Well, it certainly has enough detail to it. I, you know, little the little hoses and stuff along the side and gears and um, you know, texture, so that yeah. that doesn't worry me. So it, it, it should turn out okay. They, they've gotten enough experience with that recently because they've done that face hugger and the you know life size egg. So mm. they have a they have a history. And if you still want to spend more money, <laughs> um, Dynamite is uh, announcing some high end Red Sonia and Vampirella collectibles. Uh, we're getting a bust. This is the women of Dynamite. And it's by Arthur Adams, um, is a Red Sonia bust with, um, you know, the impractical scale male bikini. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the, I know they brought her back. I, I still, as I said, I think I've said this before, I prefer the 80s version 
where she's got the the actual outfit, but um, it definitely looks like you know Red Sonia from with that version of her at least. Mm. Mm. And even though we say it's a bust, it's about I don't know three quarters of her. Yeah, <laughs> they get the bust in there though. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, they're releasing a black and white statue of her, which I don't know how I feel about this. Because it's like black and white and silver again, scale male bikini. But um, this is about eleven and a half inches high. It's going to be just a hundred pieces. Um, trying to see, it says who it was sculpted by Jason Smith. Um, I don't know about this because you know, like the Harley Quinn, it was black, white, and red. I, I think you actually mm. need the red. She's got red lipstick. Yeah, but they didn't make her hair red. So I don't know. It, it, I mean, it looks like her, but it doesn't look like her because she doesn't know the hair. Yeah. Oh, that was good. And they also, is that like one of her armbands? Like they've done the gold? Yeah. And yeah, she's in there some buckles and things. And I don't know. So yeah, it's got color in that, but yeah, you need the, you need the hair. Even if it was just a light wash of red. Uh, mm. Something to bring it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, if you want to open your bottles, you can get a Vampirella bottle opener. Because that seems like something that people were clamoring for. And that'll be available in November for uh, $17.99. So just in time for Christmas. Uh, I just use my teeth. Well, I, I know you guys are Australian and that's what you guys do down there. <laughs> and their belly buttons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I tried that once and cut that thing to hell. That was not a good idea. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> why? Why would you try that? Uh, there was a TV ad on the, the time where yeah. a girl picks up a bottle and lowers it behind the counter and opens it and then lifts it up and then she hops up and it's in her belly button where you presumed somewhere else before in the ad. And, yeah, I decided to try it for some reason and did not work. Huh. I would never <laughs> guess that. Anyway, we will just keep moving on here. Speaking of crazy Australians. Yeah. Um, we're getting a Braveheart pop. Uh, so, you know, if you were really wanting a Mel Gibson for your pop shelf, you could now get him in all of his Braveheart glory. This is, of course, if you're going to make one, because I doubt that this will get a series, it has to be the, the, <laughs> the blue-faced um, version, you know, from the, the battle. So, hey. Do you think... Um do you think Mel Gibson is slowly being forgiven? No. For past you don't? No. Well, he's got that big movie coming out that he directed. Um I can't remember the name of it. It's a World War Two movie with the seven day Adventist soldier who won't fire a gun. Hmm. Um and that's a big that's a big movie coming out. I he's got that other one, Bloodfather or something opening hmm. soon. Really? Yeah, that's based on the popular book, yeah. Huh. So he seems to be Getting more back into Hollywood, yeah. A bit, I think with uh, Jodie Foster's help, who's still yeah there. there but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I I I to be honest, I would feel weird having a little Mel Gibson on my work desk <laughs> at the moment. I, uh, I I still don't know how I'd. Uh, do you think it'd be socially unacceptable to have a William Wallace on your computer at work? I uh, see. I think the William Wallace one toes the line because that's argue, arguably just as prominent as just like a little Mel Gibson from Bird on the Wire or something. <laughs> uh, there, but 
<laughs> to be oh, honest, man. this is one of like my shames is I got friends that will pick on me all the time because I see almost every film that comes out and loves movies, but I've just never really gotten around to watching Braveheart, and it's just a constant annoyance to my friends who think it's the greatest movie of all time. Hmm. Uh, and I, I haven't seen it still either, have me. Yeah, that's fine. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those. Like, I I feel like I know the film off by heart already because I've seen so many scenes <laughs> depicted other things in that speech. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Justin, you picking this one up? I actually wouldn't mind it. I think it's uh, cute enough <laughs> to be picked up. And I did see The Beaver. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. And actually, I actually enjoyed that movie. Did, did... I actually really liked um, Get the Gringo. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I found my movies. King that one. Yeah, well, these are all like post Spanish yeah. and movies. Mm-hmm. Anybody see Ap- Apocalypto or? Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Is that sarcasm? No, no, I really uh, do yeah. enjoy that movie. Okay, I just make sure. <laughs> I I had a great experience um year eleven playing hooky to go to the theater with my friend to watch Passion of the Christ, and we went to a very uh religious catholic school and my mate kippy who i love to death but he's not the smartest uh cookie uh in the packet he um is he a listener (laughs) (laughs) he turned at the end and it's just like oh i didn't know i was going to have subtitles so i just stopped reading about a third of the way into it and just (laughs) couldn't follow it and i was like it's the Passion of the Christ, keep it like it's the same thing they tell us every day in school, like <laughs> the exact same story. <laughs> he got lost and confused in the plot. Wow. Um, yeah. There's also up for order at Big Bad. If you uh, haven't got enough Red Sonia love, there's a pop over there as well. So, and there's a bloody version of that pop, I believe, coming out. Well, that is the bloody version that's up for pre-order over there. Oh, that is yeah. okay. So, if you want a little Red Sonia for your desk, which. I want Eddie to get because we found out what he calls Red Sonia. So <laughs> uh, that's not making it on the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> moving along before I get too embarrassed, uh, we have the a uh, bit of Transformer news, and it's the Unite Warriors UWEX Megatrona from uh, Takara. So this is basically a repaint of Victrion for the uh, Asian toy market, which is where the Unite Warriors one comes from. And I'm kind of disappointed because I have the actual Victrion, but this one's colors are much better. They're gone with sort of black uh, as the base color and then a lot of neon colors for the different vehicles that uh, combine into Megatrona. It's all the exact same sculpt as Victrion. Uh, but this looks much better than the sort of rust sea color they were going for mm. uh, with her design and brings out the details in a much better manner and helps create more individualism uh, with the different combiner uh, transformers there. So she looks really cool. And these do generally turn up at Australian retail, uh, so it wouldn't even be that hard to track down. Uh, so, I was, yeah, bit bit sad to see this, but I think there'll be a lot of people picking this one up over uh, Victory On. It's a very 80s look to it, you know, with the black. And oh, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say uh, 80s beach towel. Yeah, early 90s. <laughs> I think I had a slap band of this color. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, but it is 
right about 15. No one's picked it up. I actually like the fact that because they've used black kind of throughout it, when the, it's all combined, it actually looks fairly cohesive compared to some of the combiners. Mm. Yeah, it, it does do a very good job of that. It creates a nice flow across the board while keeping each of the characters unique. And even though you can do this with your victory on, uh, the main uh, way they suggest you transform her is having the helicopters as her legs and the cars as her arms. Mm-hmm. But they've flipped it for Megatrona here, and that actually works better because the smaller wings on the side of the helicopters actually clash on the legs when you move it. Uh, so they've gone with the much better now, uh, build here. How do you get the hands? Which figures would the hands come with? Would they come with the helicopters then? Or? Uh, so because she just comes in one uh, box set, uh, the hands just come with everyone. The individual uh, Combiner Wars ones, the hands are actually a really clever sculpt where they can both transform into feet and hands and a weapon, hmm. uh, which is actually it's a really clever piece of engineering. The um, thumb is really ambidextrous and posable and can flip to either side of the hand, so it can form both the left and right hand, but you can also put it in the middle and bend it backwards and it becomes sort of like a uh, end-of-foot toe on the feet. Uh, but because Megatrona and Victrion are female Transformers, uh, they had unique hand sculpts uh, just done for them, and they also have like a healed uh, foot sculpt oh. also added in. Interesting. And the, uh, weirdly, the foot sculpt is articulated so that you can do platform shoe or flat shoe. <laughs> That's funny. I should do her as a Toy of the Week one and go through in a big discussion there uh moving on to my next bit of news and it is the wish factory uh kawaii cubes dc plush uh so these guys are basically square pillows that are very stackable and coming in dc colors they're kind of square versions of sumsums uh if you've seen those disney products around but these are warner brothers licensed so you've got uh, all your classic DC characters here. So Scotty will be happy. There's an Aquaman, Batman, Flash, uh, Harley Quinn because she's the new DC A-lister, uh, the Joker, a Nightwing, which is great to see because he doesn't get enough love, uh, Poison Ivy, Supergirl, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Uh, so they're interesting. I've seen a couple of these around already in uh, Targets and Big W's here, and they kind of a cool idea, but I couldn't see myself actually picking them up i wonder do they have the like vinyl versions of these two or is it just plush i guess it's just plush uh i haven't seen the vinyl ones i've only seen uh plush ones around but i could see it being something easy to get into oh see i, I think these are hideous <laughs> <laughs> yeah. these are not for me i think i missed a memo on plush toys making a huge comeback yeah, every everywhere you look, there's some sort of plush. I said that a couple coming weeks ago out now. on here. Yeah. I, oh yeah. It, mm. it seems like you're seeing them all over the place now. I feel like there's more being made. I don't know if there's more being purchased though. Yeah. Because these guys feel like uh, classic uh, show bag stuffers. Yeah. They yeah. do. <laughs> I was saying that. But if you like cubed heroes, there is something for you. Uh, and speaking about uh, getting something for the fans, I am delighted 
to say that uh, it seems that the G.I. Joe Collectors Club uh, seemed to hear our podcast as it was released and within a day revealed an image of a new Selvo uh, sculpt after I complained about it last week. So I'm sure it was clearly just my own uh, whinging and not all the other fans that were doing it the week beforehand uh, that got them to change and have that sculpt ready to go in one day. Uh, but he's looking much better uh, here in this new uh, design. Now, this is only a temporary mock-up. They might not be able to get all the tooling here, but this is what they're hoping to go for. They've gone with a more muscular build. They've got a uh, much better text on his shirt print there, and even cleverly just the bands on his legs. They've gone with a more metallic uh, colouring to give it that uh, old look of being uh, the... Uh, bullet belts there so much much happier uh with this design how it's looking john how do you reckon they I did? think they did okay i i was actually more excited about one of their other reveals this week and that was the the shattered glass zamot um because this is him in his extensive enterprises uh you know coat and tie um with a with a briefcase so i, I was more excited by that I, I was very excited uh, by that one, too, because they're some of my favorites. Now, if you had to be a guessing man, do you think Tomax is going to be the 13th figure, or are they going to save him for another FSS to get you to? saving him. I could see them saving mm-hmm. him. What would be clever is if he came with both heads, but I doubt that they'll do that. No, because they'd need to swap the, his little like, oh, flare on his would have to be. side. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if his buttons would go the other way and he'd be wearing a female coat but set up. But as a uh, fan of the G.I. Joe Cobra book, uh, these guys play an interesting part in it. So uh, I'd even be interested to see if they might do Tomax with a different head sculpt as well, if they're tying in with that book and the suits, which could be interesting. The, the, uh, but I won't say too they much. They should steal Raven, also, too, and she's kind of different she's from gi joe extreme so um i'm not familiar with her but she's different yeah she was one i didn't know and i saw has she been swapped from another I, character I don't think so i think so or oh, that was her i thought i saw a comment about them changing up another character but i could be wrong. i i got no real base knowledge from her but it looks like she uses a lot of the uh riser cobra baroness yeah pieces in there is it yeah but um you know if you're a fan of extreme it's starting to get some love which is always good that also uh brings my news to an end which brings the whole segment to the end uh so with that wrapping things up with the articulated news we'll be right back with our next installment of the afb podcast game name that Now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. Our good friend John, a.k.a. Engineer Nerd, 
from tvandfilmtoys.com presents us with an action figure sound, and the aim of the game is to guess where it's from. So over to you, John. Thank you, Eddie. We will start off by playing last week's sound right here. Maybe. Oh. Battle vehicle built for speed, tough enough to conquer any obstacle. Cannons are. So, guys, any guesses? Justin? Mash? Uh, great guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> that particular episode where Hawkeye had to get over to the nurse's uh, tent really yeah. quickly. Um, and, you know, he was in his battle vehicle. Yeah, that that's a good guess. Um, <laughs> probably. You just gave me a great idea for a uh, MASH mask crossover. <laughs> and now I'm scared. Um, but we'll say no to me. Eddie, did you have a guess, though? <laughs> TJ Traco works so well. Um, was it built to rule by G.I. No, Joe? It was not built to rule. And actually, oh. Eddie, you have mentioned this thing on the show before. Eddie. Uh, like this no. episode? No, not this episode. <laughs> Come on, remember every single thing yeah, you've uh, said. <laughs> it's dragonflies. No, no. This is the um, Batman versus Superman Batmobile that you had mentioned. Ah! Uh, version of the Batmobile. So, yeah. Yes, I have talked about that. It is good. That sounds like such a 90s ad voice. Know, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, even their toy ads just like are kind of there, but still don't get there. Yeah, and by going uh, something super modern, we have managed to stump Hellbot this week. So, as of right now, nobody had got this as of recording. So, but yeah, it's a good one. Um, I normally don't pick something that, that's, that's modern. So, that's, yeah, that's a tricky. Good to see that guy still getting work. Right? Hellbot? <laughs> no, the guy doing voice the voice. Well. Maybe that. Maybe Hellbot is the voice. Maybe that's how he knows it all. He should do one of those, He's like a three-minute review, and send it into us, and then we'd know. Yeah, this is almost like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that would also explain why he knows so many toy commercials. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, I think we cracked the code. John, do you think it's fair that um, if if no one guesses it, that you're not eligible for a prize? No, I'd get none of these. <laughs> no, but I mean, uh, if 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 no one guesses it. You should wait. Like house always wins. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely. No. But then would it be like two seconds of like a high pitched squeal and it's like, oh no, I got it this week. So send your prizes <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the ads would be up. Yeah. Like that. Like that. <laughs> from Mattel. Uh, all right. Guess what? Ad that's from. <laughs> like that, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati where they cut all the songs together and, and people had to guess them. <laughs> that's a, that's a classic one. Anyway, you know, if that's all too tough, um, I'll see how tough I can make it this week, and we will put a new sound right here. Figures have the lifeless speech, lights, and battle sound. Together, they face the most dangerous threat yet. And, you know, like I said last time, Eddie gets upset if I don't play him twice, so we'll play it again. Figures have the lifeless speech, lights, and battle sound. Together, they face the most dangerous threat yet. And, and Justin, if they, yes. if they thought they knew what that was, all our good listeners out there, where would they go? That would go to www.afbforum.com. And do you want me to continue on to exactly where they'd yeah. go? Okay. Well, they'd click on uh, the pegs. they go down to the second sticky there, and they would uh, find the name that thread. I'm going to go move the stickies around now. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. And, Eddie, if they happen to get their guess right, what would happen? They would get awarded a from point. And, and what could they, they trade in for on points for if they got enough? They can trade in their forum points for my fan script of a Frasier episode. 
Okay. Now, I, I know you guys will all be clamoring oh. for that. So um, if you want to make up some more points, yeah. you can come over to tvandfilmtoys.com, uh, you know, find an old name that and make some guesses if there hasn't been guesses on it. And you could still guess over at the forum and uh, get points. So win-win for everybody. Yeah. Huh. Eddie, you may as well said a gazillion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get <laughs> Are there aliens in it? <laughs> Make Scott pay it. Are, are there, yeah. are Scott, we made a promise. You've got to pay yeah. it to yourself. We don't own it. Yeah. Are, are there aliens in the script? Uh, no, but we can put it in. It's a fan okay. script. Okay. It's all good. Okay. I'm good with that. There's a character called John who calls the station about his insecurities about people guessing his podcast mm. game. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because there's thousands of us out there. Yeah. <laughs> you can always sue John. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fictional uh, character, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> not based on All real people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, thank you for that, John. And uh, coming up next is our Toy of the Week. Superman. It's the epic strike Batmobile. Batman's ready to roll. Protect Gotham City in the ultimate battle vehicle. Built for speed. Tough enough to conquer any obstacle. Cannons arm. It's Superman. Get ready for heroes to collide. Explosive crash and smash damage. The battle is on. Launch kryptonite missiles. Just missed. Batman's in pursuit. Fire! Got him. But that doesn't stop Superman. It's the greatest superhero battle of all time. Epic strike Batmobile and figures. Each sold separately. You can collect them all. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favorite or bizarre items from our collection. Eddie, can you please talk about something bizarre from your collection? (laughs) I can. Uh, So the item I've got this week comes uh, at a bit of a weird time because the... Day that I purchased these, the very next day we found out that the line was basically cancelled, uh, and it's the Thundercats classics from Mattel. And what I'm going to be talking about is the San Diego Comic Con exclusive box set uh, that featured Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Uh, so I have subbed for the main Thundercats Classics line, which is a spin-off of the Masters of the Universe Classics. They're going to be using the same buck system. And we're yet to actually receive any of those figures uh, yet. Uh, but with San Diego Comic-Con just recently being, they had this box set as an exclusive there. And I picked it up on Maddie Collector during one of their sales which probably should have been a bit of a sign that things weren't going well for them when one day they just out of the blue decided to start selling their san diego comic-con items before san diego had even begun Mm. and they did it in a very weird manner where they basically put up a limited amount of stock uh each day for a week and people had to fight over very uh limited amounts to uh, make their purchase order and if you didn't get in that day you had to try again the next day now this could have been good for some people who might not have been able to make the initial sale or so 
to get in on the next day, but I know there were a lot of fans who were frustrated uh, who had to try a couple of days before they were able to pick uh, these up and some that also missed it uh, altogether that it was on that it still didn't help there. They were waiting for after San Diego's for the sale to be uh, when it normally is. Uh, but I was quite lucky, touch wood. I was in and out on the very first day of sale and was able to pick them up. And then I completely that I'd ordered these until they turned up this week on my door. And I was actually expecting it to be something else. And then I opened the box and uh, it was another Mattel item. The first thing I saw was the Mattel label on the bottom. And I thought, oh, yep, that's exactly what I thought. Then put it away, came back to it a little bit later and pulled it out. And no, it was these guys. It was uh, something I uh, was not expecting. So I have them here in hand now. I just opened them up. Uh, before recording here tonight and have had a quick uh, little bit of a play around and a check with them. Uh, so as I mentioned, they're from Mattel, released this year, and they're action figures. Uh, they cost me, I think it was $60 US. Uh, they were available uh, only through the Matty Collector site and at San Diego Comic-Con. And from what I know, they're completely sold uh, through now. Apparently, they were going to be released next year as part of the second wave of Thundercats Classics, just with less accessories. Uh, but obviously, with the line now being cancelled, uh, that is uh, no longer going to be the case. Now, the box that they come in uh, is quite interesting. It's got a plastic layer around it and then has a, a fold-out cardboard cat's layer, the main base. Uh, for the Thundercats, and that's pretty cool. Uh, the lower part of the base is kind of a cardboard box, and in that uh, there were some accessories like the flight stands for uh, their hoverboards there, but they had the hands, the extra hands that they came with loose kind of in the box. Oh, well, they were sealed in the plastic mm. tray, but they were there. And, and that kind of annoyed me that they would hide some of the accessories underneath, but then they would leave odd ones out, like extra hands in the trays. So you might as well just have had the stands out there in the tray uh, there too if you're going to have other, like it doesn't help the diorama look of it if that's what they were going for. Mm. Uh, so I was a little surprised by that. I don't know what the thinking uh, was there, but uh, it's the way they decided to do it. But once you do take them out of the tray and, uh, unfold the cat's lair. It does look like a nice backdrop that could be used for other Thundercats figures as we get the last couple before the end uh, of the year there. Uh, it's fairly collector-friendly. You could pack it uh, back up once you're done and reset it. I don't know how many people would be doing the full pack-up. If you'd opened it, you're probably just going to leave it in that uh, uh, cat's lair kind of fold-out. Uh, but uh, if you did want to, you could fold it back up. So I'd say it is fairly collector-friendly. Uh, it does have a couple of those annoying tags, though, where the tag just goes from hole to hole. It doesn't go around the back, so they can be hard to snip with scissors, uh, but luckily they're a bit rubbery, so you were able to pull it far away in the back and uh, snip the little tabs off uh, that way, unlike the rough set that were hard plastic versions now the sculpts they're both 100 percent new sculpts uh which is cool so it's the first time we've sort of seen a kid's body buck done in the classics 
style, uh, and it's fairly good. I do quite like it. Now, Wily Kit and Wily Cat are probably my least favorite characters from Thundercat, uh, to the point I was very uh, back and forth between whether or not I was going to pick these guys up. Uh, and to be totally tr- honest, if I'd known it was going to be cancelled the very next day, I might have just decided, well, we're not going to get all the characters anyway, so maybe I'll leave these be. Uh, so I'm not overly familiar with them, but they do seem to be fairly accurate uh, from at least my memory base of what they should look like. Uh, now, I believe, while, is Wiley Kit the boy? I can't. I don't even know which one's which, to be honest with you. I would say Kit is probably the girl. Okay. So the boy one, anyway, he has a really nice uh, head sculpt uh, on him. I do like the way that his hair kind of flares out uh, on the sides. He's sort of got these mutton chop looking things going and a bit of a Wolverine spiked head at the back. And that's uh, got a lot of great detail in there for his head sculpt. Same with yes. uh, the girl. She's got a nice uh, kind of beehive with a little bit of tail um, at the back there, but uh, her head sculpt is very nice uh, there as well. The bodies are actually fairly basic uh, for the kids' bucks, uh, but they do have some basic clothing uh, sculpted on them as well, just sort of that little tunic look. Uh, I think she has more detail going on in her design there. She's got sort of a jagged dress uh, that looks quite good in the way they've gotten in there and done that. And also she's got those weird sort of bare feet but sort of footsie socks as well going on, kind of like the thing Uncle Scrooge wears. I don't know how you'd quite describe those, but uh, she's got them and uh, that seems to work uh, quite well, whereas he just has kind of bandaged feet. Uh, now the color choices though, I think might lean towards being a bit sexist. There seems to be a lot more color work going on, on the guy's end of things than on the girl. I don't know why he got so much more attention, but, uh, he just seems to have a lot more colors and a lot more details filled in on him, uh, and also some washes. Uh, whereas she's got no washes at all and a lot less color options uh, to her palette. Now, that could just be the actual designs of the characters and they're going for something here, but does cause a bit of discrepancy uh, between the two. You definitely feel like more money was spent on uh, the boy here. In terms of colors and their applications, they're pretty good for Mattel. I I have a couple of splotches here and there, but over the board, they're fairly uh, spot on. Having uh, picked up quite a few of the multiverse stuff from Mattel recently, uh, it's much better than their average retail uh, that's going out there uh, in terms of quality of apps uh, or paint apps there. Articulation-wise, uh, they've got 18 points of articulation each. Most of it is kind of ball-jointed. They do have slightly different uh, elbow and knee joints to the general classic line that uh, uses sort of the uh, pin points. Uh, These ones use that uh, kind of uh, new-era G.I. Joe 
and a lot of the multiverse have been doing this where it's kind of a swivel joint uh, in at the elbow and then there's a peg from that swivel joint that goes up into the bicep and same with the knee where it's a swivel joint in the knee and from that knee uh, there's a cut joint that goes up into the uh, higher part of the leg. Uh, so if you've got any of those new G.I. Joe uh, modern era uh, three and three quarter inch Star Wars figures, you kind of know uh, this type of joint. So it does seem to work well. Uh, here you can get a basic range of movement going on. You can't get them superposed, except one thing I do really like is they've got ankle pivots. So particularly on their hoverboards, uh, you can get them uh, keeping their feet flat on it. But unfortunately, their skirts are a bit more of a harder rubber. Uh, so I can't get them in as many great positions as I'd like them to be uh, on those boards. And even if you can pose them out a bit more, uh, the skirt will pull their legs back so uh, they don't stay in positions too well there. So there is a bit of range of posability, but not as much as I'd kind of hope uh, from these guys here. But that's something in terms of Mattel articulation across the board. Uh, they do come with a bunch of accessories. So uh, for each of the figures, you get two whips each, and then you get uh, two of the whips wound up that have a little peg that will connect onto the back of the belt. Uh, so you can have them with the whip out as a weapon or tied it up and uh, connected there, just hanging on the back of the belt like Indiana Jones. Uh, they come with a bunch of different hands. So she comes with two extra hands, uh, both opened and slightly closed, so she can hold uh, the whip. And uh, he comes with uh, very similar, either opened or closed for uh, holding the whip. But he comes with an extra one with his smoke pallet balls. Uh, that are emerging up into a puff. And these are really well sculpted and have some very nice washes uh, running over it. So it looks like a very nicely detailed, and the different uh, smoke pallet balls have their different colours of blue and red and yellow in there. So uh, it definitely adds a great deal of impact uh, to him and uh, is something that really makes him stand out and might be the best sculpted piece in the bunch in terms of the actual sculpting and then color work applied to add a great deal of detail to him and just gives him that little bit more oomph to his figure when he's standing there uh, holding it. Uh, you've also got the hoverboards uh, that do come with flight stands that do have a fair range of motion, but the joint feels fairly stuck inside. So uh, I don't know if I'd want to be moving these around too much. You can detach the boards from their stands and just have them uh, get running out as uh, they do as just basic boards. Now, unfortunately, their feet paint does seem to be scraping on the boards themselves and leaving some mm. uh, skid marks there, which is not too good. Uh, I'd uh, say be very careful on uh, posing them on those boards and uh, not pushing down on the feet too hard as you move them around there. But uh, all in all, together with these guys, uh, then the worst things. I've given Mattel a few passes uh, before, and I feel 
it's kind of bad for doing it with these guys because I don't think they're as bad as some of the things that I have reviewed, but going into them, I know knew what to expect for a retail line, whereas these guys were a fairly expensive uh, collector's line that has kind of just been dropped by Mattel. Uh, so I don't know if it's a bit of a bias with that coming in, but I'd probably have to give these guys about 6 out of 10 Dolly ratings. Uh, I think if you do really want a good Wily kit and Wily cat for your collection, these are the best ones out there. Uh, but I don't know with the cost that they're going to set you back now uh, if they're really worth it if you're sitting on the fence with them uh, like I was. I At the moment, I'm happy to have them in my collection, but, yeah, these aren't ones I'd be rushing to spend big bucks to add into your classics uh, collection stand unless you really wanted them to begin with. Hmm. Just did a bit of research. Wiley Kit is definitely the, the young lady. And, uh, you know, she, she looks a lot like, uh, Thing One and Thing Two from, uh, yeah, she, she definitely oh, yeah, has a doctor. The hair was reminding me of. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to put my finger on that, like, all day since opening, and that is exactly that. I like the base, though, like the, the fold out, you know, cat's layer. Yeah. That's kind of cool. That might be the best part of it. That, uh, is, uh, a very nice backdrop for, and particularly I'm looking forward to getting, say, once we get the lino and, Posing that on it for figures and seeing how that goes yeah. there, but uh, it is is nice. But yeah, they're interesting uh, ones. And as I said, it could just be that the weird cancellation of the line that's kind of soured me on getting these two when potentially we might have had other ones in here, like a Tiger or a Cheetor or uh, another one, Chitara. Sorry, I should say uh, in here, but. Uh, yeah, if you, if you want these characters, these are the best versions out there, but yeah, don't be rushing for them. Now, Justin, yeah. you're a master's collector. Yeah. Did you pick up on the Thundercats subscription or? No, it wasn't. It, Thundercats really aren't in my wheelhouse. I, I, if I ever did anything for this size, it would have been Panthro, and I don't think he's, is he coming down the pike or not? Yeah, he's one of the few of them. Right. So he hasn't been revealed at shows. I think he's the December figure okay. uh, coming, so he'll be the last one. But the only ones we got are Lion-O, Jackalman, uh, the older female cat from the second series, Pumara or something, come blanking now. And, yeah, Panthro, mm. I believe, are the only four. that There was a Groon. Oh, and if you subscribed, Mumra. Mumra. Yeah. Uh, guy. And there was a Groon and J- Jaguar, the old guy, I think, were sculpted, but they didn't end up making it into the final right. release schedule yeah. of it. Now, Super 7, who have picked up the Classics line, have said that they are trying to look into continuing this line, but they have to not only deal with Mattel licensing, but the... Uh, license holders of Thundercats, which I believe is Warner Brothers, which makes it kind of a triple license. So they're saying they do want to do it and they're looking into it, but they're not making any promises at all to the feasibility of being able uh, to do it and continue it. Yeah, and news has been quite it's been uh, quiet on that front as well ever since uh, San Diego Comic Con. Good sign. Mm. Yeah, well, even it's. 
it's sort of been a bit of a discussion going on, but uh, it seems they're more into doing new five-inch figures for He-Man, mm-hmm. which is your classic vintage uh, sculpt ones. And uh, it's, even their talk about doing He-Man classics seems to be more towards that as the He-Man, like literal classics. Right. Uh, so we're kind of interested to see what's actually revealed in terms of their ones. Now, they've only just recently acquired it, so I'm sure it'll be a bit of time before they get it done and worked out. It might not even be till 2018 before we actually even see stuff yeah. uh, coming from them, but uh, it'll be interesting to see in what they're able to develop and uh, get out there. But I was happy I did do a test. They do ship to Australia, which was good at least uh, for their Super 7 stuff, but yeah, it'll be an interesting time coming up. I'm a bit worried with this line, wondering, you know, if it gets to December and I have a trouble with my order, what's happening with Maddie closing their doors in December? But uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes from here on out. I'm happy to at least uh, get a Lino though uh, in the collection because I do think there's something about Lino and He-Man that do go together. So, uh, if for nothing else, I'm happy to have a uh, Four Horsemen. Uh, sculpted lino uh but that also wraps up uh the toy of the week discussion uh when we come back we'll be talking about new items that we've added into our collection this week teenage mutant ninja turtles who wants pizza it's the anchovy alley pop-up pizza playset a deep dish full of turtle action table for one right this way no waiting or would you prefer takeout Try our hand-tossed original. You'll flip. I said no anchovies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pop-up pizza playset and figures. Each sold separately. Nice. Well, we're all here because we collect. So Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new items, acquisitions, or pre-orders we've made. Uh, So... John, what about you? What have you uh, been adding to your collection this week? This week, I, uh, a while back, uh, they had a scratch and dent sale at uh, Boss Fight Studios, and I picked up a five-pack of black skeletons. And um, a couple of them, I wasn't quite sure what, what was wrong with them. One of them has a broken uh, leg bone, and one of them has uh, uh, his legs are all distorted, like really bent up. And then his arms broken off. The other three are are probably passable as as being good, but um, they were they were a really good deal. I mean, for for five of them, it was it was almost just a little bit more than what one of them normally runs. So, um, and they're all black, which reminds me of the opening for um, Black Sails when the, when the skeletons are coming up out of the water. So, <laughs> I thought you were going to say a new hope. Then when Luke returns, oh, no, home. no. <laughs> no, um, you know, I'm going to take the one that's just already broken up pretty bad, um, and, uh, part him, you know, just basically take him apart and use him as a pile of bones. Yeah. He'd make a pretty awesome, uh, weapon. You could, uh, oh. distribute his bones yeah. out to make weapons to the other skills. Yeah. Other Ewoks. Mm. Yeah. 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 That might be what I do, but that's why I got it. I was like, well, even if I, even if some of them are broken, I could probably, you know, get a couple of good figures out of it and then. Um, you know, piece one out and, you know, use them in a diorama or something. Actually, that's something I totally forgot to put it in news too, but, um, have you seen their, is it 
country fried dime novel heroes it's, yeah, that they're sculpting a, for. They're like, yeah. yeah. It's a different guy that's doing those than, you know, it, it's not boss fight doing those, but they're doing the sculpts and stuff. But yeah, mm. that's, well, I don't uh, even know if they're doing the sculpts because I know, I, I don't know. I don't really know what the whole relationship there is. But yeah, they, they've been turning out a bunch of, um, I'm, I'm over on their Facebook group and, um, yeah, this week they, they were posting a bunch of pictures. It's pretty cool. Yeah. They, I think the first wave is 15 figures. If ooh. they can get them all unlocked. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Western fan and looking at some of the characters that they had designed up, but just, yeah, that's going to be, that might end up being my first Kickstarter. Cause there was some great stuff in there. And I saw that one of the goals might even be a stage coach. Yeah, I was, I was going back and forth with some people on the, the thread for the stagecoach and I, uh, I, I'd like to see it, but, um, you know, yeah, they, I, they said that if they, they unlock it, it'll probably not come with horses or anything. So I'd really rather see horses, um, which are supposedly going to be in the second wave. Yeah. I've got a whole bunch of Indiana Jones horses. So I was like, I think I got a few horses I could use and chuck on that. Don't, I, for some reason, did not get the, the horse set, and which is odd because I have a bunch of the other stuff. Um, so I don't know why I didn't get the horse. I should have, but I didn't. We had a whole bunch of them go on clearance here. You could pick up um, mm-hmm. the Last Crusade and the Temple of Doom waves, which were rarer in some spots yeah. for like $2 yeah. each here. In bin I lines. don't have any of the uh, Temple of Doom stuff just because it was not available anywhere. I'll have a dig around. I think I might even have some spares. So I'll have a dig around a box. Because we had literally like bins of them in our toy stores. of just all those figures that seemed to never make it to the States from the later waves yeah. there. No, they never yeah. did. Yeah, I have, it. I think, all the Last Crusade ones, though. I'll, I think. I'll have a look and see if I got any thuggies there for you. And, Justin, what about you? What have you been adding to your collection this week? Well, the... um. Marvel Legends X-Men wave has been out for a little while and it's been quite uh, daunting to see everyone else get theirs. But uh, my my two figures that I ordered were uh, Rogue and Iceman and uh, got them both. Um, I think Rogue knocks it out of the park. Iceman, I may have to do a bit of uh, touch-up with a bit of paint. He's not frosty enough for me. <laughs> so I might have to uh, give him a bit of a dry brush here and there. But um, very happy to add Rogue finally. <laughs> I've, yeah. had, I've had so many parts over the years to make customs. It's like she has her own drawer, and I can never settle on a proper head or a, a jacket or whatever. So it's taken that away from me, which is good. Now, you one like Ben who denies the existence of that first rogue from the Marvel Legends box set? Uh, <laughs> deny existed? No. You have to figure that as like a high school yearbook photo, and then this is. Uh, <laughs> When she's become a successful business lady 10 years later. Yeah. So maybe we could do that. But she says her work done. Yeah. <laughs> that old high school friend you had on Facebook, and I was just like, wow, that they definitely aged into themselves. I wish I was nicer to her or them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm still waiting on my wave. It's starting to get to a weird. So I think mm. everyone else in Australia has gotten theirs, and mine's yeah. still near oh. the. Uh, in one. So I've gotten my extra Deadpools out of the way, so I have something yeah. of it. But yeah, I think Ben is as well. I think it's just me and Ben. Mm. 
the two in the corner of the dance there to use another high score. <laughs> I am uh, Donard over Deadpool. I, I, I can't go past Series 5 because it took me so long to get him. And um, I'm not a, like, as you know, not a massive fan of the character, but the story behind actually getting him was long and arduous. So I think he's going to stay as my. And that, that is still a damn good figure. Yeah, people are against those shoulders and the way it works, but I think uh, it's an excellent figure. You can get those shoulders into some great poses, though. You can, you can. Uh, that works through. Uh, so that just leaves me, and I had a um, fairly uh, box set heavy uh, week. So I got my Thundercat San Diego Comic Con uh, set that I just talked about. Also had my San Diego Comic Con Jokeros uh, box set, which was uh, the Suicide Squad exclusive that had a Joker in his boxer outfit, which. Uh, you might not remember from the film, but he does wear in one scene, but you gotta look very quickly to catch it. Uh, and he also comes with Panda Man, which is one of his men's that, uh, is the highlight of the box. He's got the flocked, uh, fur, uh, on him. Uh, so that finally arrived this week. That was the one that I thought had arrived when the Thundercats had, uh, but, uh, hadn't. That came the next day. Uh, also got my Civil War. Uh, Marvel Legends 3-pack that has the battle-damaged Captain America, uh, Iron Man, and the new Spider-Man from the movie mm. uh, version in there. And uh, it's a fairly nice box set. I was actually quite impressed with the Iron Man. Some of the paintwork on there to give him the scratch and dents is really cool. Uh, the Captain America shield looks really great with a few light metal scratches and dents on it, but his battle damage is terrible. It kind of looks like he fell over in a mud puddle. <laughs> and uh that that was it. Uh the actual Robert Downey Jr. head sculpt is really good and looks very nice on a suit buck, so might need to pick up an extra chameleon to uh put that on because that suit seems to look the best on him. Uh and the Spider-Man is good. The costume's not a hundred percent accurate though, so uh, looking at it, I think it might have been an early uh design that they uh went off with that one. Uh, but I'm not too concerned there because I'm sure this time next year we'll be flooded with uh, Marvel Legends movie Spider-Mans when that new film uh, drops through and hits. Uh, also picked up another one of the Suicide Squad figures, which was the Harley in her gold gown dress, uh, which I was seeing going for some higher dollar on uh, eBay uh, and was not released here. And then I found out it was actually a Amazon exclusive and I jumped on and could still get it from Amazon for quite cheap and they ship here. So, uh, got her, um, at basically retail price, which I was very happy with. Mm. Uh, and also I mentioned earlier, I got my father who's in the States at the moment and he was in a Walgreens. He heard someone mention that there was an exclusive Marvel Legends, uh, there. Uh, at Walgreens, he was trying to search around for some pop uh, with someone else that he was with. Their grandson wanted a pop uh, that was a Walgreens exclusive, and the guy misheard him and thought they were talking about the Marvel Legends one. So he got the Marvel Legends Punisher out, and Dad was like, oh, my son collects these. He probably doesn't have this being a, uh exclusive from Walgreens and brought it for me. Uh, so that, that's my second uh, Walgreens uh, Punisher. Yeah, so. the, they are eluding me at the moment. 
Yeah, um, apparently Florida has them, uh, I guess. He uh, dropped through. If I, uh, they'll be working their way in. I went into a Walgreens yesterday yeah. and they had four or five of the Ant Man and two or three of the Daredevil, but no pressure. Uh, I remember that Daredevil uh, being considered crazy rare at one point, and now. He's a nice figure, oh, Daredevil. I don't have him, but um, he's a nice figure. I, I was a bit disappointed when I realized I thought he had a brand new head sculpt, but it's just a Hawkeye with red hair painted on, and it doesn't sit on the ball joint properly, so I was a bit... Mm-hmm. I do really like him. I love the yellow costume, but that took it away from me a little bit with him once I finally had him in hand, but a great figure uh, for the most part. But uh, I think it is safe to say with these... Has there been a Walgreens one that hasn't ended up being too... Easy to find? Um, yeah, no. I think the Venom, Agent Venom, was, was no. hard at one stage. No, no. <laughs> was it maybe? Or was it no, Boba the, Fett? Did he? Maybe, maybe one of the Star Wars ones. But yeah, the no, even those I could find those fairly readily. Those got through. Yeah, one, they hit a point. The like like the first initial ones kind of get out there, and you know they're harder to find. But then um, yeah. it seems like they they kind of come out a little bit later in more quantity. So yeah. Uh, very but, cool. But I think it's weird because I don't think they actually get, and they might on some of these because I've seen like when Ant-Man came out, I saw a whole end cap display of him. Um, but normally like they only have, you know, maybe five or six of any figure. They don't get a whole case. They, they kind of one of those stores that gets, you know, distribution boxes with just certain mm. amounts of stuff in it. So. Cause they have like a sort of a main warehouse and then it gets the cases get broken up from there and sent yeah. to different stores as yeah. what's needed, don't they? Yeah. 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 Uh, very cool. Very cool. I know I was fascinated by them uh, last time I was in the States. Uh, there's one near me in Las Vegas that I frequented a fair bit, got some G.I. Joes at, but yeah. the same different. one I went to when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> was it the one near? It was like, on a corner. Um, all Walgreens are on corners. Another thing. Yeah. Does that help? Was no. it near like Caesars and that one with the pirate ship out the front? I think it was before that. This was um I stayed right down the other end. I stayed at Circus Circus when I stayed there. Oh, I think I went to that one too. On the okay. same day that I went to Circus Circus. I think I actually brought some luggage from there. So that was down near Riviera. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I found um uh, 2000 um, Triclops and um, Trapdoor there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I do know that one. Um, I think I dropped in there. I think I got some G.I. Joys from that one too because they didn't have the whole wave at the one that was near me that I dropped in a couple of times. But there were there's like 10 of them on that strip as well Mm. because I know there's also one up near Planet Hollywood and um, one further down there near... Uh, the Lux, but yeah, they're not normally very far apart. They actually closed one near me though, so that was disappointing. Well, I think it was the guys on Marvelicious Toys saying, you know, it's as things if someone drops a Walgreens receipt from their pocket, then a new Walgreens store grows out, and yeah, from there they're the Starbucks of <laughs> <And>, drugstores, <laughs> really. Yeah, and I I think we've explained to the Australian listeners listeners before, but like pharmacies in the states are different to pharmacies here, where it's just sort of your medicine and maybe some makeup pieces and that there it's kind of more convenience stories you can get food and drinks and like all sorts all of things stuff. yeah you can get um like blank cds and 
uh, you know, USB cords and kitchenware and dog food. Yeah, you can get all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Interesting places to visit as a foreigner. I think, I think uh, because they're open 24 hours, they, they, they stock a lot of those items that you go in the, you know, in the middle of the night. I, I need a, you know, a, well, I used to be VHS tapes. You know, I need a VHS tape on the weekend. Big store's not open, so you'd go get it or you can't do that <laughs> now, obviously, but, um, also, uh, photo developing. They still do photo prints and stuff there. So that's one of the, the bigger places to get that kind of stuff. I think it was Louis C.K. had a joke about them where it's just like at some point you're going to need to have to come in here for something. Yeah, Should be pretty the much. Tagline. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so if uh, anyone else, uh, if well, sorry, I should say, if no one else has any other items to report, uh, it's over to Scott and Ben for our discussion topic of the week. X-Men, mutant power within. Logan's claws extend, just like in the movie, to do battle with Sabertooth's swiping attack. The evil mutants must be stopped. Magneto's magnetic power traps Cyclops. Gotcha! Storm's lightning lights up the sky. The Cyclops fires his optic blast. Mutant power within. It's Wolverine's missile-firing X-Cycle. Yeah! Claw-slashing Wolverine cuts evil down to size. X-Men. X-Men figures an X-Cycle, each sold separately, batteries not included. Well, don't adjust your uh, audio controls. Yes, you're hearing uh, the voice of Scotty and also of Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. Hello. Uh, but this is still episode 236. We've just uh, swapped teams, and Ben and I are doing the discussion topic, which is uh, a toy breakdown, which we like to do when we uh, have a major purchase that more than one person has got. And uh, as I always like to say, don't freak out. No toys will actually be broken in the creation of this segment. We just mean that we're talking about it in more detail than the Toy of the Week. And uh, the thing that we are talking about in more detail in the Toy of the Week is something that um, I, I don't know about you, Ben, but I wasn't 100% on, uh, sure that I was going to buy this when it first came out. Um, but this is the Sideshow Collectibles Premium Format Wolverine Brown Costume. Brown costume. Brown costume. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah. You, you've already got a Wolverine, yeah, haven't you? Do you have the other I Wolverine? Do. Okay. I, I do indeed. And uh, the first thing that actually caught my attention with the original solicitation was the lack of any mixed media. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, the uh, first Wolverine, which is the blue and yellow uh, costume and dates way, way back. It's one of the sort of very early Marvel ones that Sideshow did. Uh, he actually has a, a full... Uh, cloth costume, so yeah. the, mm -hmm. the yellow parts are all material, etc. Uh, and uh, I guess much like the upcoming Sabretooth, which also doesn't have any mixed media, so ah, possibly true. something they're moving away from. Hmm. Well, I'll, I've got. I'll talk a little bit more about that when we get down to the reviewing the the stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. For me, like I don't have the other Wolverine, and in fact, I don't have a lot of Marvel Premium formats. Um, but this is. I'm trying to stick to classic interpretations of the big note characters for Marvel premium formats. I just can't go all in on everything. Um, you know, for me, this is my Wolverine. Um, the very first X-Men comic that I ever got, which was, um, well, I got 160, Uncanny 176 and 77 together. Yep. And um, the the first one that I, in, in that two-parter, is a cover of Wolverine standing over Kitty Pride having just killed her. 
Mm. Um, but it's all a mystique murder world thing. Yep. Um, and so, you know, that's my Wolverine era to me, the brown costume. The first time I saw the yellow costume, I was like, what? Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but finally, you know, I did decide, yeah, I can do this. I, um, I believe you've got the exclusive of this. Yes, I do. Yes, and I've got the regular version because I was um, a poor decision maker, but I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really fussed about the exclusive, yeah. which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, so let's talk packaging. Um, yeah, a little bit better than what we've seen in the past. I have to say that uh, Sideshow hasn't really wowed me with their packaging for some time. But uh, I don't know about yours, but mine came in this newfangled box where there's actually a gap between the art box and the shipper box <laughs> with these nifty little styrene things in the corners. So they, they sort of create a, a one and a half inch gap all the way around uh, as extra protection from the postman. <laughs> so yes. Uh, yeah. I think um, that Wonder Woman came like that as well, I want to say. Like there yeah. definitely has been one before. But um, the only thing about that is that – like for me, by the time I opened mine, of the eight styrofoam feet, you know, four top, four bottom, five of them were broken in half. So trying to put yeah. it back together, like yes. I think actually great for shipment, but kind of probably a bit annoying for storage. Yeah, I, I found exactly the same thing. My box had been beaten to hell so badly <laughs> that um, when I opened the brown shipper box, the, the styrene essentially just fell apart and yeah. uh, I was sort of arming and ahhing and ended up sort of taping some of them back together. Uh, it, it's great in theory and I think given the very, very, very delicate nature of this statue, there's just lots of very fine parts that uh, really was necessary. Uh, I think nobody you know wants to open a Wolverine statue and come across broken claws. No, true, yeah. I think um, I can't decide if I like this packaging or not. The, there's no convention to what a Sideshow Premium Format uh, box looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to I, – I, I don't know who's in charge of it, um, whether it's, you know, part of the art department or whatever. Um, but this is uh, – on one level, I think it's had a bit more kind of energy put into it than mm. it normally does because uh, yep. sometimes they can be really plain. Um, it's unusual though this to actually see photos of the actual product on a sideshow premium format box. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think about uh, another one, and at least the ones I own, I can't think of one. Um, no, and no, yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know if I like it. I think that what they've done with there's both photos and then there's photos that have been then kind of done in an outline format. I don't mind those as much. Um, mm. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it's a box. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, mm. look, I, I didn't find anything exceptional with it. Uh, I thought it was a little bit more interesting than just some of the boxes we get that have a logo, uh, and that's about it. But still, I haven't seen anything for quite some time um, that's as fun as the Deadpool premium format statue that sort of looks like his torso with the pouches all the way around. I thought that was <laughs> very, very clever. And, and, look, I know, you you know, it's not like we, we stack the boxes up so we can look at them, but, uh, oh, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's right. Um, and then we get to the actual piece. So I have always gotten into the habit of taking a photo of <laughs> the insides because, my goodness, they can be hard to put back together um having gone through the processes i am of selling my bow and designs collection to make room for other things and 
you know, I've enjoyed it, and but it's time to go if I want to keep collecting and still be married. Um, <laughs> and my goodness, there's a couple that I've had to resort to, like Google image search and YouTube videos yeah, yeah. to work out how to actually get it back together. So yep. I don't ever want to make that decision. <laughs> um, this one's not super. And, and, you know, I take photos of my statues now because I know you do. <laughs> uh, so it's made me go, well, if Scott's taken photos, then I should probably take photos too because, you know, I'll fall into the same trap and not be able to get anything back in the box. So just to be sure, I'll take photos because in case his photos don't come out or he <laughs> loses you. them or something. I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yep. Um, the uh, – th- th- this I wasn't super hard – um, I don't think it would be too hard to put together because basically the base is one big piece. Yeah. Um, the body minus a head and an arm is a piece. Um, and then we have the arm options of which I don't have one, but you would have a swap out piece, um, which is him holding a katana. Is that right? Yeah, it's the, the Muramasa blade. Oh, the Muramasa. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then two heads, which I'm, you know, that I'm surprised that the unmasked head wasn't the exclusive, actually. Yeah, that's something we've talked about in the past. That it's really odd that you know something like Power Girl, you get this, the portrait switch out, and it's like, well, I have to get the exclusive because I like the exclusive head better, um, and so it's a must. But you know, this one just the, the sweet. Uh, I don't know. This is one of those things where I, I kind of question why they chose what they did because as cool as the katana is and you know if you read wolverine then you know the muramasa blade is um a bit of a big deal in in wolverine mythos but really it's wolverine and its claws you know i just yeah. I can't can't see myself displaying him any other way for now no no and i'm like i guess talking about the ba- i'll link the base to this the base is a you know, part of a japanese bridge and there's snow and there's arrows in it, whatever. Like, I, I find a little bit of the always having to go back to the um, Japan element of his origin a bit tiresome. I mean, I know, like, um, what else are you going to do? But I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, really? Again? <laughs> um, and uh, But sticking with the base, I, I – this – this base I found to be really light. I was really surprised by mm-hmm. how much weight it didn't have. Um, and I, I don't know. I ended up kind of feeling like it was a bit cheaply done. Yeah. Look, I, I didn't pay that much attention when the solicitation came out. I thought, oh, you know, like yourself, they've gone with the uh, Japanese feel. It harkens back to the famous Claremont Miller storyline. Like you, I'm a huge fan of the brown and orange costume. You know, for me, those those twenty odd issues on either side of Uncanny X Men two hundred still remain my favourite to this day. Mm. Um, that's when the team really came together for me. And so, you know, I'm I'm really fond of brown and orange, and that's the reason I just ended up getting it. Like you, this is my Wolverine, um, and I didn't pay that much attention to the base as part of the solicitation. But then, once it was here and I was getting it out, I was actually pretty underwhelmed. Uh, I. The first thing that came to mind when I put the base down and I was looking at it is this bridge looks really small. <laughs> so you've got these, you know, it's obviously a cutaway version and you've got these handrails on the side of the bridge and I'm looking at them and going, oh, that just could be the, the bottom couple of rows of the handrails. But then you've got this post sticking up that kind of implies that it's the the top. So it's either like a little ornamental bridge mm-hmm. that doesn't come past his knee kind of thing. <laughs> 
um, or they've just made a mistake uh, in in the design. But that aside, I, I think it, it certainly it, it looks good. Like it does, it looks like wood. They've textured it really nicely, etc. But the longer I stared at it, the um, the disc, the silver disc on the bottom. This is a, a new thing that uh, Sideshow is doing, and there were a lot of complaints uh, when it first came out. And I thought, oh, just you know, shut up, you whiners, just you know, buy it or don't kind of thing. But now that now that it's here and I'm looking at it, uh, I'm not a fan at all. At well, look, all. It, it makes absolutely no sense. No. Um, no. The uh, so I should I should have mentioned. There is a photo album of my photos of this piece up on our Facebook page. Um, so do have a look. Um, and if you want to follow along, um, I, 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 the, yeah, the, the bridge and the snow on this silver disc thing, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, no. I, I, I'm with you on, I looked at it because I try to take photos of every step as I put it together. Um, and when I looked at it and then I put the figure on, I was like, scale wise, this bridge, unless it is like in, he's in a Japanese mini golf course yes. or you know, something, it makes no Bonsai sense. Garden. Yeah. They've done this effect where the snow is kind of, has fallen and it's resting on the different um, railings, etc. And then there's also this like stalagmite rock formation thing <laughs> that is thankfully at the back and the snow is resting on the tip of it as well. And basically what once I, once I saw it, I couldn't unsee like, <laughs> a giant like stony finger with a fingernail. Yes. Um, you know, I, I just, and I thought, where's the art director here? Um, yeah, I, I really don't like this space. Um, it's a, yeah. a very awkward shape. Like it doesn't, you know, who, who just plops that next to the bridge? No, um, what's that doing there? No, no, yeah. It just, it makes absolutely no sense. So, uh, and yeah, I the other thing, the thing that though that really soured me on this base was that because it's light and because then of the way that they've done the snow on the silver dome effect, it looks like they like the budget got cut or whatever for this. And I'm sure that wasn't the intention. Um, but yeah. thankfully what sits on the base is pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. because, um, and you know, yet you're not buying it for the base. Um, I like that. It's not, uh, gigantically heavy. Mm. Um, it's certainly sturdy. I don't think there's any stability issues, um, with this, uh, at least not mine. Um, no, 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 yeah. not at all. Okay, no. so so anything else about the base before? It's look, it's uh, it's an overdone and yet underworked concept. You I mentioned think. the lack of art direction, and I, I think what is also awkward is if they had have gone for the the ornamental bridge with the rocks, with the snow, and that sort of thing, and just done a disc of snow sitting on top of this silver base to give it some height, give it some support, then I would have been fine with it. But instead they've chosen to have the snow kind of um, building up and then slowly, you know, falling off the side over the disc. Mm-hmm. And for me, you're, you're crossing boundaries and you're pulling me out of the concept because you wouldn't find an ornamental bridge sitting on this sci-fi silver disc. So having the snow interacting with the disc like that yeah. is um, is really disconcerting I, I think they should have just had a circle of snow 
um, with the bridge rising out of it and then plop that on the silver base. Um, like you see, you know, there's other statues that have, um, you know, just a black base and um, it, it acts as stability but also as a bit of a rise up to give it a bit of height. So yeah, the two interacting for me just don't work at all. <gasps> wow. We're like the Statler and Waldorf of <laughs> statue and action figure. Um, but, look, I mean, I, th- I don't actually feel this strongly about a lot of stuff. Um, I, you know, I so it, it really, the more that I dealt with it, the more I was like, this offends me. This is just not actually fantastic <laughs> because of the price point that we're talking about. Yeah. And we're talking about you know, a piece, as you pointed out, with no mixed media and then a base that... You know, it mightn't be budget, um, but it feels it to me. And so that just, I kind of think, well, where the money, where's the money going in this? Um, so then in getting the figure on it, we've got the core piece, which is the headless, armless Wolverine mm-hmm. uh, with pegs for each feet. And how did you go at getting him onto the base? Crap. <laughs> As I was doing this, I was thinking, I can just, I can't wait to hear what happens with Ben with this i i was furious honestly i um normally in the past i you know when i've had this problem with sideshow pieces i just grumble and i get to work uh fixing it but i was actually doing this late at night we had a a long day uh in in the the fish milkshake household and so i was doing this about 10 o'clock at night and so i was getting all the pieces out and it's like oh yeah you know exciting exciting and i went to put the pegs in the holes and they didn't line up and I thought, you know, you've just, you've got to be kidding me. I, I just, it's like this sideshow curse. And when you, as you mentioned, with this kind of price point, but, you know, the thing that annoys me the most about this, and I understand, you know, they keep saying these are handcrafted pieces and each piece is unique, but the styrofoam, you know, uh, uh, trays, this is a, a two-piece styrofoam tray, no hidden pieces, Uh, is sealed with tape and it has a sticker on it that says that it's been sideshow quality control. (laughs) Now, you know, uh, I don't want to contribute to our our profanity rating on on iTunes, but what kind of fucking idiot (laughs) packs a statue like this and doesn't stop and go, I'll see if the big piece goes in the other big piece before I put it in the box? Wouldn't you think of the things that you're checking – you might just stop to see if the pegs fit in the holes. See, I, I I don't assume that that is actually part of the quality control process. Yeah. I, which I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but it is uh, – here's a, a particular instance of why they probably avoid doing that because this is – he's crouched with, you know, one – the sideshow um, – bended knee thing um with right right foot up on the mini bridge um and then left foot standing on some snow and for me at least it was impossible to manage the two pegs get them in in the right direction and not actually mark the snow with that peg which is all covered up by the time you finally get the foot in um but yeah, it. it yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Look, I. The first thing I did was uh, I put the body back in the box and I tried to calm down. Uh, and my wife <laughs> said, "Why don't you just leave it until tomorrow?" And I said, "Well, no. You know, I want to get this done. I want to make sure everything else because there's this 
thing that happens now at Sideshow where these statues ship, and, of course, they arrive with various broken pieces, and people are immediately on the phone to Sideshow, and Sideshow do the, oh, okay, well, your right arm has a broken claw. We'll send you out a new right arm. But there's only so many right arms that can be replaced, and Mm. eventually they get to the point where they have no spare right arms, and you're left with the email from Sideshow saying, sorry, there's no more replacement pieces. We can offer you $40. Yeah. And so, you know, you then you go, well, yeah, I'm not going to glue this thing back together. Um, so you want to sort of find out if there are any issues quite quickly. And I quickly jumped online and I had a look around at a couple of the forums and a number of people were saying that they were having similar problems. And a lot of people were saying, oh, no, 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 you know, there's there's kind of like an angle. You know, if you, if you hold your tongue just right and you turn, you know, you tilt your head just this way uh, as you position his feet, it'll it'll all come together. It's like it just, it doesn't sort of, drop straight down you've got to sort of Mm. wrangle it from a few different angles well Mm. i spent about 20 minutes trying to wrangle it from different angles and like like you i was actually marking the the snow with those brass pegs so into the garage i went no wouldn't you believe it my little round hobby file my wd-40 lubricant and everything was still in the same place that i left it the last time I had to fix a sideshow statue. <laughs> so out with my little hobby file. Because, of course, the first thing I do with the hobby file is um, try and clear the, the peg holes in case there's any paint in there, uh, any dried paint has managed to get in there and restrict it. Then I, um, then I sand the foot pegs um, in case there's any burrs or anything that might be restricting it. But I actually still couldn't get, if I got either of the feet in, um, in fact, the right peg, the one that's up on the bridge, I actually couldn't get it into the hole. So even when I had the left foot swung right around and it was nowhere near the peg hole, the right peg just simply wouldn't go in the hole. It's as if the peg hole was slightly too small. So I just had to sit there and ever so patiently file out the hole just round and round and round. And eventually with a little bit of WD-40 lubricant, so of course, you know, and then everything smells like petrol. Um, Yeah, I managed to get him on. But, you know, at this price point, wow, it's just... Yeah, so, it shouldn't require an hour of finagling. To- so when I was saying, while you know, while I was fiddling with this, I was wondering how you went. I met while while I was taking the two minutes that it took me to get my. Yeah, I. Yeah, it just it annoyed me. It, very fortunately, uh, everything else was fine. Uh, yeah. There are people online reporting all sorts of horrendous problems from um, broken swords, broken claws, broken wingtips on the boots and the mask, um, dodgy oh, paint. I've seen some very dodgy paint. Really? Mine's all, all, all mine's good. So, yeah, sorry, mine's all good. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> all mine's good. Um, all there mine's definitely good. are some um, pinch points here in terms of breakage. Um, the claws, to me, I was actually quite surprised to find that they were not flexible um, mm. because I, it's just so fraught. Um, so, and you know, there's been such good work done in that space um, yep. that I was really surprised that they were not made of a more flexible material. Um, the, the edges of the mask, etc. I can see where that would be a, a pinch point as well. Um, mm. But, yeah, mine, no breakages either, and we'll talk about paint in more detail, but there's certainly no quality, you know, issues with my paint either. So no. there you go. No, I'm, I'm yeah, very yeah. grateful. That's all. Everything else fit together fine for me. I did have to kind of do a couple – a quick Google image search just to work out where to position the fourth arrow because <laughs> there's, there's, there's four little arrows that 
go into like you know, he's obviously been shot at um, with full size arrows sticking out of the mini bridge, and um, the I couldn't work out where the fourth one went because um, I just couldn't catch a clear picture of it. So yeah, I did, I did yep. eventually work it out, but, uh, and it, it certainly adds something to the effect of yeah. it. Yeah. This is, um, this is one of those statues that really either has to go up high or behind glass because with those arrows sticking out, uh-huh. um, mine, mine didn't go easily into the holes. I had to sort of really kind of, you know, gently twist them and, and push uh, and I'm not sure exactly what they're made from, but I, I just had visions of, you know, the dog walking past on the wagging tail, <laughs> clipping one of those, um, those arrows. And, and yeah. I mean, they're not discreet in that they're sort of just under his knee or anything. They just blatantly stick out and they're very obvious. So you have to be uh, very careful there. Yeah. So as we already mentioned, this comes with swap out heads. There's a masked and an unmasked version. Um, I'll be displaying mine with the masked version. Yes. Yep. Agree. Um, and I have to say that I, I'm not sure I actually really like the unmasked one. Um, I, I like yeah. the concept of it. I think that what they've done with the, um, you know, his cowl is hanging off his, off the back of his neck, like he's you know taking it off. I think that was a clever touch. I wasn't necessarily expecting, um, but the expression. On just there's something about the expression on his face or the way the eyes have been painted that looks less like he's growling and more like he's looking in the mirror trying to see if there's anything caught in his teeth. Yeah, uh, the face is very elongated, like it's got that very narrow sort of horsey feel, and uh, I wasn't really feeling it at all. Mm. Um, I, do, I do like the mask down the back. In fact, one thing that is quite good about the statue is they've taken a little bit of license with the costume uh so they've really gone to town and given him detailed boots which is not something he ever really had with this costume so you've got the uh the traditional sort of tread underneath on, on a on a heavy boot um as well as laces and things like that but even there's little touches uh such as the um i guess the trunks you would call them instead of being uh, sort of like a brief over the top they're more like a, a very short bicycle shorts as well but the thing that you notice the most is uh, any part of the brown costume so sort of around his chest and shoulders it's actually textured they've given it a bit of a sort of almost a leathery kind of look instead of just a, a lycra as it's been drawn in the comics so yeah there's a little bit of life in that costume which uh, i think adds um adds quite a bit hmm. yeah I, I i like it too i think you know, like you said there's some license there and i think that but it actually adds a lot to it. The, yeah. the the texture on the top of his like what do you call that? Like the tunic or whatever mm, um, mm. it is, uh, I think is really interesting. It's not, um, uh, you know, how I kind of pictured that material, um, yeah. but I think it does definitely add something um, to it. I I love the the mast. Um, portrait i think that is just outstanding yeah, um yeah. It, it really you know that's that's why i bought it you know is it's that you know that's my wolverine um yeah. and uh i think that 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 kind of um growl uh yell kind of thing is a very hard thing to sculpt it just seems to work better for me in the yeah. um in the mass version um one thing that i'm very thankful for with the bared teeth is that they didn't give him vampire fangs 
Oh, I was going to say the same thing. Yay, <laughs> yay for no fangs. Yeah. Uh, I've never understood it. I, I really don't get it. Nope. Uh, and so I'm glad they're actually gone. Yeah. However, one thing I think is a little bit odd is that, you know, Logan is someone who's portrayed as being a hairy little dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, his bare arms are mm-hmm. as bare as can be. Yeah. They've made no attempt whatsoever to simulate any kind of sort of hairiness. Um, I'm not sure how you would achieve that, uh, how you could do that with either paint or anything else, but it's not even sort of sculpted into the skin, yeah, yeah. Um, any kind of texture that would simulate hair. So that's yeah. a little bit of an oversight, I think. Yeah, I mean, it is something that maybe with some texture and a wash might have been, you know, somewhat achievable. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's was a really deliberate decision or just an oversight, I'm not sure, but I agree that's something that definitely stood out to me. Um you know, I actually think that the base looks better and makes more sense from the back. You know, when you look, <laughs> you know, I'm just flicking through my photos, and when you look at the the back of it, and you can kind of see more of the the little bridge, you know, type uh, the 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 base, etc. But mm. I, I actually, I just think the snow is not really done very nicely. Anyway. Yeah, it's a bit awkward, particularly. Uh, I mean, they've made a really good attempt to highlight the base like the paint on the base the the wooden bridge etc has got some nice textures that uh it's highlighted really well it's got a bit of a wash that gives it some wear the the parts that are sort of um cut away to show the you know part of the wood is well done but yeah the the snow has kind of got you i mean the way you highlight snow is you use sort of a light gray or something in the the deep areas in the recesses but they've airbrushed white onto the bridge in in parts like behind his left foot um and it looks odd it just looks like paint on the bridge as opposed to snow. It's uh, not quite sort of working for me. Um, I guess the other thing with this statue too is it really restricts the ways that you can actually display it. You know, you really are expected to display this front on. There's no oh, yeah. sort of real sort of side-on type option. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, no, that you're right. That's true. Um, so do you want to talk about the exclusive piece? Uh, yeah, basically the swap out right arm, which uh, they they snap on quite easily with magnets, um, is Wolverine holding a uh, katana, uh, like as in a samurai sword, and it is the Muramasa blade. Uh, I think there's been two Muramasa blades in sort of the Wolverine uh, mythos, and um, both are swords that have been imbued with um, somebody's soul. Uh, and therefore one of the effects that it has uh, is that if it cuts somebody with a healing factor, it actually negates the healing factor. So in the past when Wolverine has been cut this sword, uh, he's had a lot of trouble healing from it. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a swap out. One thing to note is in the actual styrofoam box, the blade sits horizontal, um, oh, sorry, parallel parallel with the edge of the box, and it's very, very close to the edge of the box. Uh, so I have seen online a few people whose boxes have copped a bit of a hit on the side. Oh, okay. Yeah, that the blade is actually broken uh, right at the bottom of the, yeah, where it joins the hilt. So a few people um very surprised to see that. Mine is uh, all in one piece, and it's very nice. It's nicely done. There's some nice detail. The blade has a red effect, which um, was very early on with the sword. This, this is actually the second sword, because I think the first one was called the Black Blade, and, and the second one is... Um, I don't think really has a name other than the Miramasa sword. 
and has part of Wolverine's soul in it, and it was red to begin with until it eventually sort of dulled down to a normal sort of a metallic sheen. So it looks good, and, and it's fine, and it's great that it ties in uh, with Wolverine, but, you know, this dude has some wicked claws, and you just, you know, you want to display them. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm with you, I don't understand why you would uh, buy a Wolverine statue at this price point and then display him with the sword, but I bet that there's people out there right now going, that's ridiculous, I bought it for the sword. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm getting my money's worth. That's right. So, yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go on. No, I was just going to say uh, something else that I was really, really pleased with when I took it out was they've uh, really taken a, a step back with Wolverine in the way he's popped his claws and he's back to having those little, uh, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you would call them, the little outlets that pop out the top of his um, his hand that then release the blades uh, through them. And uh, I am uh, not a fan whatsoever of the way Wolverine is portrayed in the movies with the blades coming out between his fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the way the blades come out the top of his um, his hand and uh, this is bad. This is straight from that sort of uh, era of Uncanny X Men that I you know, I love. So that it's really quite prominent. Those little sort of silver thingies whose name I can't remember, but it's in the Marvel Universe handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been a, a huge fan of Wolverine, Wolverine having claws that are actually blades rather than the circular ones mm. uh, that are sometimes portrayed. And um, <clears throat> I also like the length. I don't like Wolverine having exaggerated uh, long claws because they do actually yeah. have to retract yeah. into his forearm. So um, just seeing them, I was I was stoked. They're 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 metal. They're shiny. They're sort of chromy. Um, they look really good. <laughs> chromy. <laughs> yeah, chromy. They're they're good. And, um, paint wise, I think I I want to deal with the base separately from the the figure. I I don't really have any complaints about the figure. I but I have to go back to the snow. Um, yeah. you know, yeah. on the base. And I don't know whether it's something that the quality of the paint was limited by the sculpt or what, but uh, there's something there that just, you know, again, sorry to harp on it, just does not hit the mark. Um, I think that the paint effects on the bridge are really good. As you said, the bits that are meant to be the broken wood, etc., look fantastic. Um, and, but yeah, there's just something about the, the snow and I don't know whether some of the some of it was deliberate, but mine definitely has got what I feel like is a bit of overspray mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. snow to the bridge um, on it as well. Um, that I'm hoping was actually the plan because otherwise it's really bad paint. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I'm. I'm hoping when people look at this statue, they're immediately drawn to the you know the aggressive pose, the the fantastic claws, etc. Uh, and then you don't really notice the, the yeah. snow. But I, I feel the same way for me. The, the snow effect, the way it's been sculpted over the, the silver disc, um, that sort of horrible white overspray on the rocks and the, the wood, mm. just it, it actually looks like spray paint. It doesn't yeah, absolutely. look like snow resting no. on wood. No. Uh, no. I mean, yeah. and, you know, and to be fair, like I don't think I even really had taken in what this base was until I got it. So, you know, for me, it's all about the figure. And so I hope it'll be the, the same, but um, yeah, it's paint wise on the figure for me, I've got absolutely no qualms really. 
No, I was quite pleased. Uh, I, I usually look at the seams and where the, the trunks, uh, which are brown, and, of course, the part that covers his thighs is orange, um, where they meet. That's the sort of thing I look at. Mm. And I was quite pleased with mine. Uh, I also was quite pleased with the teeth. Uh, yes. I um, they're very, very clean, and, and they sort of have that kind of uh, teethy feel to them. They don't <laughs> just look like they're painted. No, well, they, you know, yeah, you, no, I do. Yeah, they, they've kind of almost got like a pearlescence to them. It's not they do. They um, do. just like white paint. I noticed that right away yeah. on both um, the both of the portraits that I thought the paint choice for the teeth was fantastic. Yeah, and normally what happens is the teeth, uh, the teeth, the paint runs into the gaps, and so you get this kind mm. of continuous effect which uh takes away and and between that and the sort of the tongue uh i I just yeah there's a little bit of extra work that's gone in there and it's paid off oh absolutely the work with the um teeth the tongue um and there's a bit of kind of shading underneath the tongue like that is sensational Mm. it's really really nicely done um the yeah I, i and also i like the um i don't know whether the texture effect of his uh, outfit, um, the brown bits are was achieved more by the sculpt or the paint choice, but you know, really, really nicely done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a nice representation of that costume. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, and 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 you're right. They've taken a little bit of license with it, but it works really well. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, we don't give dolly ratings for um, toy breakdowns. Um, I think that. You know, I if I was Toy of the Week in this, I couldn't give it a ten just because of the base. Um, no. You know, you'd, you'd have to lose something there. But um, I, I I was when I finished unpacking and photographing this, I put it next to my Spider Man Premium format and was really happy that I had it. Um, yeah. I think yeah. that you know, again, this is my Wolverine. I love this costume, um, and I'm glad that this is in my collection. Yeah, uh, mine's been sitting on the coffee table. It's my central place in the room where I tend to leave a statue for a week or so before I, I move it to its new home. Uh, and he's been sitting there. And now that he's he's out and I get to see him as I walk past, uh, I'm really quite impressed and I'm glad I got it. I don't think I like it any better than the original, but then I really, really like the original. Um, I think... I would like this statue a lot more if it wasn't for the issues that I had um, getting him onto that base. Uh, in, in fact, I think, you know, Sideshow have actually soured me a little bit in, to the point where instead of being excited when I get a new statue, I actually have this you know, this sense of dread uh, as I open it, just hoping that everything is, is intact and, uh, you know, there's nothing broken and there's no paint damage and I tend to have to sort of put it together and go over it with a fine-tooth comb and then breathe a sigh of relief and then I can start to enjoy it. Um, and so, I, you know, if I was giving this a dolly rating, I'd be taking points away from Sideshow for just kind of killing my enthusiasm a little bit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, now that he's out, uh, you know, those, those claws look fantastic and, and I think um, the pose is growing on me uh, day by day. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't think with the um, the pegs because he, the, the peg in the right foot is quite big mm. and probably would support it. I, I'm not actually sure that the smaller peg in the left foot is necessary, um, yeah. but then you know it's 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 a catch twenty two, isn't it? Um, yeah. So it's just whenever I see a, a statue with 
um, pegs in both feet, I immediately just think, oh. Cringe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, because it is a – I mean, I've never broken one yet, like, but there's, you know, even when I was putting, like, my um, Power Girl Superman bombshell together and she's got the two pegs and you're just kind of feeling like I'm just having to put, do a little bit of a, a wishbone – pull here to you know, make it fit and just waiting for it to go snap um never fun <laughs> yeah yeah oh the trials and travails of the statue collector oh it is first world problems <laughs> so are you now, getting <clears throat> are you getting the saber tooth i was gonna say the same thing are you getting saber tooth uh, uh yes i am okay i haven't decided <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i look i it's i actually love that piece because it's so Alan Davisy, yeah. um, which is, you know, my favorite kind of uh, take on Sabretooth. It's just more of a like depth of how far do I want to go. But um, I do love yeah. Alan Davis and I do love his take on Sabretooth. So I would say that the chances that of that happening <laughs> are probably, and I'm about to get my tax return. So that as well. Uh, <laughs> What's a poor collector to do? I know. Darn it, darn it. So, you know, we'll see how we go. There's no exclusive on that. I mean, the, I think the, oh, that's not true. The open mouth portrait is the exclusive. I didn't realize yes. that. Okay. It's not sold out though. So hmm. there you go. And uh, shipping win. What is that shipping? Uh, I think mine was October. Oh, now shipping. Sorry, it says now shipping. October, early October, yeah. I think, is mine. Or, or maybe it was even early September, September 5th, I think. Okay, it's in stock now. Yes, September 5th, mine was on its okay. way. So. Oh, very good. So you're mm. like, so. Cool. Oh, well, I'll have to make a decision then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not actually, um, I'm not sure how I feel about that open mouth portrait. It's a little bit, oh, actually, no, I like that better than the other one. Yeah, I think I was the same with I've got the uh, the first Sabretooth premium format statue that this is actually based on because they've just reused the sculpt, which is a bit rude. Uh, but I was a big fan of one portrait over the other and it just turned out to be the exclusive. So I, um, mm. I hunted exclusive for uh, a long time before I found one for a good price because I just preferred that um, portrait for display. Huh. There you go. Mm. Very good. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> very good. All right. Well, um, thanks very much, Ben, for uh, spending this time with me to discuss this piece. A pleasure. And um, thank you very much to um, John and Eddie and Justin for doing the rest of the show. And so we are going to finish off here and come back uh, with the other team um, for them to do some feedback and finish off the show. Huzzah. Bye. Bye. All right, you're the last one to see the Phantom Ranger. Tell us what you know. He's the mysterious new ranger. Any defining characteristics? His spinning turbine chest. It can't be contained. Does he work alone? He's summoned by the Turbo Rangers to battle evil and travels with his sword Artillotron. The Turbo Transport carries all five Zords. I see. We're not alone. The Phantom Ranger. They're gone. Took my donut. Shoot into Turbo with the Phantom Ranger and Artillotron. Bender. Action. Satisfaction. Before we finish off, we have some feedback uh, for you. Uh, if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on a future episode, uh, or even as we talked about last week, uh, we are now taking 
uh, small two to three minute listener reviews for you to uh, review or talk about a figure that you have in your collection or have recently added to your collection, uh, you can do that by emailing us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may hear your question read out on the show or you may hear yourself talking on the show. Uh, now, in feedback, uh, we'll tackle something where we got some sad news today. As we are recording this, uh, this morning, uh, news broke that we sadly lost uh, one of our own in the community of action figure reviewers. Uh, he was a fantastic YouTuber, uh, did lots of reviews, particularly around Marvel Legends, and uh, that was uh, Glenn Webb. Uh, now, I was a big fan of his videos. I watched them quite constantly uh, when he released new ones. I really loved the fact that he had some really great knowledge of his comic books. And so when he was talking about characters, he always treated characters with a level of respect. Uh, it wasn't the case you'd get some obscure Z character and he'd sort of say, oh, don't know what this guy's from, isn't he wacky? Uh, he'd be informing his uh, viewers of where the character came from, where that costume came from, where this weird accessory came from. And as a guy who loves his comic books myself, uh, Glenn Webb uh, was even one of those people who could could put me to shame uh, on comic book knowledge. So I uh, was always very impressed by him. And his videos weren't always just straight-out reviews too. He'd tackle things such as uh, confessions of an eBay-holic where he'd talk about just random stuff he'd brought. Or um, I think it would probably be safe to say most people's favourites of his videos, which was his uh, action figure evolutions where he'd go through and look at a character and all the different action figures uh, that they'd received through. Uh, so very sad news to hear that he'd passed away in his sleep at night unexpectedly. And uh, it just got to show, uh, Charles Dickens once said, to truly know the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. And seeing the amount of outpouring uh, in the figure-collecting community uh, coming out and paying their respects to Glenn, uh, has been quite moving. I saw uh, one person make the quote, which uh, I'm going to steal, which is uh, he truly was a Marvel legend, and uh, he definitely uh, was. Uh, now, Justin, you actually had some personal contact with him. Yeah, uh, I did. It was it was from the the Fush forums, and it was quite some time ago. And um, basically, customizing. I, I thought it was a, a weird thing that I only did. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I looked about and found out that uh, Glenn was one of the guys on, on top of his game, and I uh, we did some PMing back and forth, and he was always gracious um, with his time and, and hips, um, hints and so forth. And, um, you know, his videos, they were never straight-up um, reviews or, or um, never straight-up reviews or it, it, nothing was straight-laced. Um, he used to play second fiddle to a pair of scissors, that he called Mr. Snippity Snip, <laughs> and he also had a Stanley knife that he called Stanley, and um, you know he wasn't fooling anyone. I'm pretty sure he was providing the voices for for both <laughs> of them. Um, he, he was um, he was a great guy, and he, um, as Eddie said, the outpouring of love shown him today is uh, the measure of the man that he was. And um, I I do hope that his YouTube uh, channel stays up there <clears throat> for a long time, and. Um, uh, I hope it stays there for an eternity, actually, because um, he was one of the greatest. And uh, 
it's going to be very sad moving forward without him. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. But um, as you said, like uh, I'm sure there's lots of people going back and watching his videos again today and he'll always live on through those videos. And if by chance you haven't come across uh, Glenn's videos uh, yet, they're all up there on YouTube. I definitely recommend jumping on uh, and watching them. They're still fantastic, in particular those evolution ones where he goes through characters they hold up uh, right through to today. So uh, definitely sad news and uh, definitely our thoughts there with his family, friends and fans in this time. Uh, but that also wraps up our episode for the week. So, uh, John, Justin, thank you so much uh, for joining me here for another episode. Uh, big thank you to Scotty and Ben for our toy breakdown. Uh, marvelous work there. And uh, we'll catch you guys all next week for another episode of Action Figure Blues. Have a good journey. Hi, everybody. Well done. Bye-bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. well is that thankfully it's at the back um but there so they've done this uh effect where the uh sorry i've got slack on and adam's posting in slack and all the notifications are coming up and shut up adam (laughs) he's actually doing something he's actually doing something really helpful (laughs) sorry i'll have to edit that out (laughs)